Now the news from the British capital, reported by Edward R. Murrow. Go ahead, London. This is London. We were told last night how the narrow reaches of the English Channel were crisscrossed of the smallest units in the German and British navies. A German squadron of torpedo boats attempted to sink a British convoy. The nine Nazi speedboats encountered two British motorboats, aided by two destroyers. The engagement lasted 15 minutes, until the German motorboats threw up a smoke screen and fled to the French coast. These deadly little naval craft are designed to dart in, fire their torpedoes, and then speed away before the deck guns can be brought to bear on them. And the British motorboat resembles an ordinary speedboat. They're 70 feet long, mount two torpedoes and heavy machine guns. The crews are protected against heavy seas by padded ceilings and rubber-cushioned floors. They carry a crew of nine. The German torpedo boats are longer, about twice as heavy, and somewhat slower. Their top speed is about 44 miles an hour compared to the British 52. They resemble a slender tugboat and carry 17 men. They're probably more seaworthy than the British craft and are able to operate from the fjords of Norway. The British Isles got small attention from the German Air Force last night. A few bombs were dropped at isolated points. One raider was knocked down. Towns in southwest England and Wales were bombed this morning, but no details are available. Romania seems to be leading in the matter of seizing ships. According to latest reports, the British authorities at Port Said have seized three Romanian vessels, one freighter and two large tankers. But the Romanians have seized 20 British oil barges on the Danube. British correspondents in Bucharest predict that there will be further reprisals against British vessels on the Danube. Britain can do little to influence the outcome of the Balkans poker game now in progress. But it is believed here that the showdown is likely to occur in the immediate future. British correspondents report the most intensive Russian propaganda campaign in the Balkan countries for 20 years. The main question seems to be whether Moscow will limit its action to diplomatic pressure, propaganda, and intimidation. Some British correspondents in the Balkans are hopefully asserting that the Russian trade mission now on its way to Yugoslavia is in reality a military mission, trying to set up an alliance between Yugoslavia and the Soviet Union. While the war against Britain is confined to the air action, mainly against British convoys, interest in the war that seems far away, the war in the Middle East, is increasing. While it's generally agreed that the British Navy has lived up to its reputation in the Mediterranean, there is some concern about the land fighting. There has been no important change in the strategic position as a result of the action between British and Italian troops. But the Italians have the initiative. And it is felt that their local successes may influence the attitude of the native populations. Commander King Hall, in his weekly newsletter, deprecates the manner in which the British public was told of the capture of Kassala by the Italians. He says the news, as given out here, suggested that it was a mere outpost of no importance, and that its occupation by the Italians was part of the British plan. Kassala is a large and important town, the headquarters of a province, and the central market of an important agricultural district. It's on the railway between Port Sudan and the Blue Nile, and its capture by the Italians may have some important possibilities if the Italians decide to launch a concentric attack on the Nile Valley. The latest German achievement reported in London tells of their capture of another army leader, this time Colonel Mary Booth, chief of the Salvation Army in Belgium. She is reported to be interned at Constance near the Swiss frontier. The House of Commons is scheduled to discuss foreign policy in a secret session on Tuesday. There is a feeling amongst many members that too many secret sessions are being held. 
The House guards jealously its right to question and criticize ministers and policies and has no desire for the business of secret sessions to become a habit. Sir Kingsley Wood's new budget is still the target for criticism. This morning's Daily Mail, Daily Express asks, where's all the money to come from to pay for the war? It's not coming out of this new budget. Lord Beaverbrook's paper then proposes two methods of increasing the government's revenue. The first is to levy more income tax on the people whose incomes range from $800 to $2,000 a year. And the second is a flat capital levy of 10% on all fortunes. And the British Red Cross raised a little money in an unusual way yesterday. A chicken was killed by machine gun bullets fired in a fight between German and British aircraft. The owner auctioned it off for $40 and gave the proceeds to the Red Cross. I return you now to CBS in New York. That was Edward R. Murrow reporting from London.